This is Unqualified Parenting. If you're looking for tips on parenting, relationships, self-care, or just need someone to relate to, you've come to the right place. We may be unqualified, but our info is anything but. It's a show full of parenting failures, parenting wins, and some amazing guests. I'm Jen, a full-time bio mom and part-time stepmom. And I'm Cody, a dad who recently remarried and has full custody of his daughter. And we're here to bring you our unique perspectives from our two very different blended families. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? We're just discussing business. It's fine. We're just business people in our business world. We we haven't, well, we haven't ever sat at this table to record, but we haven't sat down to record in like a month. Yeah. It's been kind of a long month, but a lot, I feel like a lot has happened. Yeah. We um, apologize for, it was our first episode in three years that we missed though. So that's a pretty good track well, record. Well, and- I think it's important to explain because we didn't miss the episode. Um, we just decided that people probably would rather listen to a rainstorm than listen to people tell them how to do their kids. It's just a hard time right now with what's going on abroad. Plus, Jen and I had some like family house emergency yeah. stuff come up to where it was just like, let's just take one breather. Yeah. And then we can jump right back in. So we're right back. We're right back in. Um, Yeah, a lot's happened. Yeah. Like so much has happened since then. You talk about it. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Um, We we had an issue with Aubrey come up um, that kind of revolved around her personal safety. And... um, you know, Mikkel, Mikkel kind of let me know. I didn't know. Um, Mikkel had kind of found evidence of what was going on and let me know. And we, it was important enough that we sat Aubrey down like that night and was just like, hey, we know this has been going on and it can't continue to go on. And we want to help you get it all figured out. Like yeah. as fast as we can, as good as we can. And we're actually really surprised to find out that uh, she – she hadn't had any issues in like a month. She had found a support group through um, through school, mm-hmm. like a little app that she could download and chat with people that she said had helped her out. And so um, we've got her with a new therapist that she absolutely loves. And we're working through some of this stuff kind of as a family. And we're actually at like a really good spot right now. That's like, awesome. Like everyone's working really well together. Aubrey loves her therapist. Like... Things were really good. Like it was, it was really scary there for first little bit, but yeah, kids, we're all going through so much with the pandemic and with the war in Ukraine, and we obviously stand behind them. I feel like that goes without saying, but um, we might want to do a few episodes on just kids coping with all this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, with my daughter because the pandemic actually her um second birthday was like right before everything closed Mm -hmm. down it was like my last social event for like the next year and a half and I had to go back to work after five weeks and I made the choice that a lot of people either couldn't or didn't and it was for me 
the physical safety versus the social interaction at that age that she might miss out on. Cause yeah. you don't know what they can't get back later on, right. but some people didn't have that choice. Some people were furloughed from their jobs. And so they were at home. Why would you send your kid to daycare? That wouldn't make any sense. And all these kids at different ages, or I knew one of my friend's daughters started kindergarten during the pandemic. So her first experience was with school was on zoom which is insane like and actually um i'm on a mom group with my neighborhood and they're complaining that the kids are fighting in the middle school so bad around here which we live in a pretty nice neighborhood like that's pretty unheard of and the fighting's gotten so bad at school that the kids are actually arranging away from the school after school that that's what we used to do in junior high it'd be like all right saturday night we're all sneaking out at like 11 30 and you're gonna get your ass beat in the parking lot yeah and that's like going on a ton right now and um the principal mentioned like there's a lot of emotions right now like with the masks like parents are against each other like there's just so much going on and it's hard it is hard and it's hard to explain to kids and it's hard to it's hard to know what they're understanding correctly and what they're not yeah and i got reminded of i got reminded of that here (laughs) um we i was i was arguing with aubrey because she's not like showering she's taking a shower but she's not actually washing yeah how old's aubrey for first time listeners 13 or 14 (laughs) (laughs) somewhere in that range yeah i think she's 14 (laughs) something like that i'm on the spot (laughs) if i if i had a calculator and a birth certificate i could (laughs) (laughs) but we're having this this issue with her not washing and she's going through this like gender sexuality thing where she's kind of on this wave where she's not one or the other right mm-hmm. and we got in this argument and i was like look if all you're gonna do is stand in there and do nothing then just <laughs> don't shower and save my water and heat right which as as an adult i'm saying it's not an option yeah, you just will shower. shower yeah right um <laughs> the other day mikhail was like oh hey aubrey you should jump in the shower you stink and aubrey's like well, I think I'm just going to stand in there, so I'm just not going to shower. <laughs> and Mikhail's like, what the? So I had to like reiterate, that wasn't an option. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Well, I thought it was like super obvious. <laughs> she just took like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. an option. That's, that solves shower. everything. That works. But um, we're, we're trying a new approach. I said, look, if your girly smells on your shampoo and soap if you don't want them because you smell girly, we can go get you some guy stuff. That's yeah, okay. that's a good idea. So that's what Mikel went and did. That's a great idea. Yeah. I would have never even thought about that. Yeah, I don't care. Genius. I don't care what soap you smell like. Just, just smell soap. Like soap. <laughs> yeah, just soap. Yeah. I don't care what deodorant you smell like. Just deodorant. Like, yeah. I, I, I told Mikel, I was like, if she smells like like a like a teenage locker room axe bomb went off, that's <laughs> fine. Like she can be head to toe in axe body wash. I don't care. Just wash. Yeah. So we're trying that approach. We're, we're dealing with the exact opposite problem with my almost four-year-old because she now says, I don't want you to walk me into preschool anymore. I can walk myself. I don't want you to get out of the car. And I'm <laughs> friends with the teacher. Right. So like, that's our visit time for mm-hmm. a few minutes. And she's like, no, I can take myself. 
so she's been taking herself into preschool and I sometimes let her sit in my lap to drive the car, you know, yeah. try to. And she told me she didn't need to sit in my lap anymore because she learned how to drive. And I said, oh, really? Where did you uh, take driver's ed at? And she said, preschool. And I was like, oh, teacher taught you how to drive? Yes, I know how to drive your car. I don't need your help. And every time I take the <laughs> steering wheel, she's like, mom, I can do it. And I'm like, we're going to crash into a car. No, you cannot. So I asked the teacher just because I was curious, like, are you guys doing like fake little driving things? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no clue, no driving, like nothing going on. Anything with even cars, like cars wasn't even a subject for a long time. So yeah, we're just dealing with little Miss Independent and she can wash her own hair, which she tried to do when it was dry the other day. Oh. Just so much shampoo into dry hair. Oh. And she's like, look, I did it myself. And I'm, <laughs> no, oh. no, you didn't. Which I love that she's independent and she's trying. So I try to encourage it without, you know, crushing it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's, it makes for extra work. Yeah. That extra work's just going to last. So many arguments. So, yeah. That's, yeah. She's going to be a rough one. Yeah. She slammed the door in my face, the car door the other day, because I wouldn't let her run through the parking lot because <laughs> I'm such a horrible mom. And she said, I don't ever want you to pick me up from dance again. <laughs> and I said, well, daddy can't. So do you just want to get home? Yeah. Do you just want me to cancel your dance? And she said, if daddy can't, then grams can and slam the door in my face. And I, I had to stand outside of the car for a minute <laughs> because I would have pummeled her. <laughs> it's probably good. She shut the door. Yeah. She's probably going to be one of those kids where you're like, Man, when they hit 18, they're out of here, and she's going to be, like, 24 and <laughs> scared to leave the house, you know. Or but she'll she was be a just CEO like super at age 16 or, and running her own company. Or a mob boss. Yeah, yeah, that's probably more One likely. Those. Yeah. Well, we have a really heavy subject yeah. today. We're going to talk about death. Yeah. Um, we realized we probably haven't spoken about death except for bringing it up earlier last year when my grandma passed away, yeah. I think talking about my nephew and him having no idea what was going on. Yeah. And my wife and I having to like explain to him that, yep, that's grandma. Grandma's in that box. Yeah. Grandma's dead. The box goes in the ground. Sounds crazy. As he's like, why don't we just go wake her up? And I'm so like, sad. why the hell wouldn't my, yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't my sister and her husband Gotta go through this. Why do we have to do this at the viewing? Yeah. Not cool. It amazes me. Some people. Yeah. So we've had we've had some we've had some loss in our lives, I'd say collectively here recently that brought it up. Yeah, my my dog passed two days before we we're gonna record the last episode and Yeah. So And it was it was kind of expected because she had like nose tumors, some sort of nasal cancer but something happened to where we had to take her right then yeah and i it was won't get into traumatic. it because it's pretty gory and yeah. yeah but she was able to pass peacefully in my lap so it was good but i wasn't able to prepare my daughter like i was my uh -huh. last dog it just happened yeah because it was so sudden so i, I thought we'd kind of talk about ways and maybe stuff that we experienced as kids in regards to death that kind of helped us understand. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I actually remember the very first funeral I went to 
was for my dad's grandpa. Um, I think his name was Joe Reese, but he had one leg. He lost one oh. due to diabetes or a tumor or something. But I was like four. And I remember, like, I vividly remember standing, like, in the church, and I was holding my dad's hand, and he was just bawling his eyes out. And I just remember standing there, and everyone was in suits, mm. you know, and I'm I'm up to maybe everyone's hips, so yeah. I really can't see anything. And I had no idea what was going on. Mm. Nothing at all. Um, and then after that, it was just pets. Yeah. Which I think... I think pets are kind of the best way to introduce and handle the subject yeah. with children. Yeah. Now I don't mean go buy a dog and then <laughs> kill your dog and then the dog's dead. I mean, there are, there are those little pets like little fish. Yeah, fish are perfect. Um, fish are perfect because some species, they don't live that like a little tetra, you know, they live a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they die, it's really easy to, to I guess talk about death at that moment yeah. because you can actually have the fish there and no one's that emotionally devastated yeah. when that little tetra fish dies and you can show them that this is there's no more life in this little fish mm-hmm. and it's gone mm-hmm. and flush it down the toilet or bury it or whatever you want to do cook it up and eat it <laughs> yeah cook it up and eat it in front of them but this podcast is awful. Like, like <laughs> it is. Don't worry. Um, that's that's my biggest recommendation: is any kind of pet. Otherwise, all you're going to do is wait for someone you love to die. Yeah, and then have to. Oh, gam gam's gone. Yeah, you know, like now we have to try to figure this out and talk about it. Yeah. So, I have some tips. And Jen has some tips. And I have some, like, age-specific tips. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can kind of go at this from any direction. Should we do, like, let's do, let's do, like, let's do it in age groups. And then we can, like, touch on, like, little tips here and there. Okay. All right. So I found this, I found this article, and I'll post this in our thing. And uh, they kind of break it down into into age groups as far as uh, what they can understand and kind of what they can do. So children who are two or three years old typically have no understanding of death, right? They watch on TV and they kind of assume it's sleep. Yeah. Right? And especially like all the shows they watch, Sleeping Beauty, right? Yeah, they always come back. She's not dead. She wakes up. She's just sleeping. And so they don't understand that there's this like ending this permanence of death right um do you want to share the website url like not the full thing but just to give them credit um i don't i don't have it right here with me i'll have to grab it rude i know i was we'll source it in the links so kids at this age um they should be told in very simple terms right if we're talking about our fish in very simple terms your fish has died and will not return. Yeah. Very direct. Yeah, you need to use dead, death, dying. Like okay. you can't say passed it, away. It's, it's the same thing when we're talking about our private areas and good or bad touch, safe or unsafe touch. Yeah. Right? We call it a penis. We call it a vagina. Mm-hmm. If anyone, right? It's the same same process. We want to be very direct because this is very important information. Yeah. And children pick up on that. When adults are very direct 
and they use very simple language, you'll notice your kids really listen. They kind of mm-hmm. sit up and listen because adults aren't usually direct. Yeah. Right? We're usually yeah. all jokey or all whatever. So be very direct. Um, common, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, um, which not not to blame my husband at all, but... But he, damn you, Steve. <laughs> he said that we had to put Roxy down at the vet and... <laughs> And Cody just spilled all over. Give me an open container and I will <laughs> dump it on something. Guaranteed. That's fine. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, it's totally fine. Um, so sh- he said that we had to put her down at the vet. And Roxy, or sorry, my dog's name is Roxy. My daughter's <laughs> name is Finley. Holy shit. Finley thought I gave my dog to the vet. And even after I explained, like, um, no, like, she died, like, they they help them pass over, and now she's dead. And even a week later, I don't think it sunk. Like, I think she was in shock because she saw Roxy, and there was, like, blood everywhere. And I don't think it sunk in because she just, it was just shocking. Yeah. Like, it was shocking for all of us. Um, so, like, a week later, she was telling her teacher that her dog Roxy, that I gave Roxy to the vet, and now the vet has her, and it's her dog now, and now she doesn't have any pets. So I had to have the talk again, and I'm like, how many times do I have to, like, say, our dog is dead? And it's, like, sad for me Mm -hmm. to say it, but, like, you have to be director. They don't understand. So I'm like, we took her to the vet to help her die. She was dying, and and to make her more comfortable, Mm -hmm and not die alone and die like comfort and warm and safe. Like she felt very good. And then like they help her die and now she's dead. And we had another pet pass about six months ago, Riley. And now Roxy and Riley are together somewhere, you know, try to make it like they're not in pain anymore. Right. You know, but yeah, like I had to use those words and be very, very blunt about it for her to I think it's finally sunk in now. Right. Which, I mean, this is how we should be teaching them about calling 911. Yeah. Right. These big direct words. Now, in this age group, um, two to three years old around there, common reactions to this will include temporary loss of speech, um, generalized distress. Um, it's It's hard to understand at that age that they're gone and they can't come back. Like, this is something that can happen. They can't come back. Yeah. Um, they should be reassured that the pets, the pet not coming back isn't related to anything that they've ever done or said. The, when you're dead, you just don't come back. Because mm-hmm. they might connect this with, you know, the other day when they got in trouble for pulling the towel or, you know, for playing in the water. Yeah. So typically a child in this age range um, – They'll readily accept a new pet in place of the old one mm-hmm. with with no hesitation. Um, Which I I advise against because I feel like it's saying this family member is replaceable. Yeah. Um, not only that, but it, it stops you from dealing with it and moving on from it. Uh, and when, it stops your kid from dealing with that grief too. Yeah, they Mc- don't get to fully learn. Mikkel growing up, her family always had dogs. Mm-hmm. Always had multiple dogs. Mm-hmm. And never without a dog. Yeah. You know, so, and they do, they replace their dogs, but they just love dogs and they just want dogs. That 
after Mikkel and I got married and we lost our dog Maddox, she immediately wanted yeah. another dog to a lot, help. It's totally normal. It's yeah. completely normal. And I had to I had to tell her to like like no, we can't get another dog. It's not fair. We live in a tiny apartment. And two, I need time. Yeah. Because growing up, like, we had a couple pets. Mm-hmm. And when they were gone, they were gone. You know, we didn't. Because yeah. we couldn't afford pets. And so I was like, I need time. And it took us about a year and a half. Yeah. You know, before we got our dog, Max. And it was really interesting because after we had Max for a while, Mikkel came to me. She's like, you know, I had never gone without a pet mm-hmm. and I never learned how to like work through it. Yeah. And thank you for like, like holding that line and saying, yeah. no, we need to work through it. Cause now that we have the dog that we have, she's our perfect little angel, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and when they lose a, f- a family member, like a grandma, you can't go get another grandma, like letting them deal with the grief through a pet versus the family member being this is the first time they're going to have to fully deal with this grief. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want that for her. Like I want her to deal with this. And, and that's another tip I read is all feelings are okay. Yeah. Everything. Uh, if they're mad, if they're like whiny, if they're clingy, like just let them process it. Some, some kids will resort to just laughing. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're a serial killer. It doesn't mean that they're like cruel. If they killed the pet, it, it now just that means might that, mean they're It just means they're killer. having a hard time connecting kind of what it means. Yeah. All right. So here's Finley. So four, five, and six-year-olds, children in this age range, they have some understanding of death, but in a way that relates to them still being alive. Yeah. Right. So um, if you bury your pet, the pet's underground, eating and living, and digging tunnels because we put them in the ground. Mm. You took your dog to the vet. You gave your dog to the vet. Mm. And Roxy's and there hanging out doing yeah. her thing, right? Um, the alternative to that is just thinking they're asleep, mm. right? They're not dead. They're just at the vet asleep. We just need to go wake them up, yeah. right? Um, some Some kids will... Some kids will kind of cling to the idea of getting their pet back at just being this temporary thing. Mm-hmm. And you might see this in kids um, in playing, and you'll notice kind of the pet coming up in play. Mm-hmm. I think this happened with Aubrey um, when our cat died. And I, I said, oh, are you playing as the cat? Oh, yeah, when Preston comes back, this is what we're going to do. Mm. And so even though, like, the cat was dead and she went there with us and she experienced the whole thing she still kind of connected onto that um some children in this age range might see death as contagious oh right that's terrible and <laughs> and not not want to be near the dead pet or the yeah. dead loved one and want to keep their distance because you know at this age we, we know that we have to wash our hands to be safe mm-hmm. right we blow our nose in a in a napkin or tissue or whatever so they have this idea that some of these ailments we get from people, and I don't want to get death, mm-hmm. which is totally understandable. Yeah, um, and if if they can see the body, and they're I feel like a little bit older probably, mm-hmm. but if they can, that that really helps them. It really helps it sink in rather than them just disappearing one day. Yeah, if if they're if they fall into this like death is contagious, just reassure them that the likelihood of them dying is extremely low. Look at everyone around you. Everyone here has been to funerals before. 
Mm-hmm. And we're all still alive and walking around. Um, at this age, manifestations of grief um, often take the form of bladder and bowel control loss, um, issues with eating and sleeping. And this is usually, I mean, usually you can just kind of talk to your little one at this age and ask them kind of what they're feeling. And at that age, they, they tend to open up. Yeah. Um, they tend to be a little bit more and, talkative. Yeah. And take, take the time to answer their questions. There's actually books out there about pet death that is aimed at children this age group that you could buy if you're struggling talking about it or finding the words. There's also, I guarantee you, there's YouTube videos that you can sit down and watch mm-hmm. together that explain death. Um, I'm sure Sesame Street has at least a dozen episodes about death and loss. Yeah, and don't worry about being strong for them. Like, they can know you're sad too. And I think it's actually important for them to see, like, as long as, long as like, you're not one of those individuals that just screams when someone's dead and throws things around <laughs> the house. You don't want your kid to see that. No. But it's important for your kid to see you go through all those emotions. Yeah. You know, and it's okay for them to see you and you say, I'm not okay right now. I'm really sad. And they can be sad. Yeah. It's really important. I think it's important no matter how sad you are, you still need to be there for your kid. Yep. You need to answer their questions. You need to comfort them even if you're sad, because I had the opposite where I felt like I was comforting my parents when stuff would happen. And my parents' last dog, about 10 years ago, I drove my mom and the dog to get put down. You and put your mom down too? Same time? Yeah, I mean, it Damn. was a special <laughs> going on at the <laughs> um, But we put him down and like, she was freaking out because she didn't realize their eyes would be open, which again, this is one thing the vet explains to you. You want to explain this stuff to your kid, like Mm -hmm. make sure they understand if they're going with you, they might not want to go like, just let them do what they want to do. But, and I'm like, I will hold his eyes shut. Like just turn away. I will, you know, and I just held it there the whole time because it would like, freak her out and traumatize her and then when we left like we pulled over and she ended up throwing up like she was very distraught emotional and she like turned to me and she's like you can cry too you know and I didn't know how in front of I still don't know how in front of my parents I don't show emotion in front of my parents because growing up I was always the one that was the call like I'll take care of it I'll close Mm -hmm. the dog's eyes like I will be there for you yeah and it's it's hard. It like kind of makes me angry now because I feel like I don't have that to lean on. Like I see a lot of my girlfriends will be like, Oh, I called and talked to my mom about that. And Oh yeah, I went to my mom's house cause I was in a fight with so-and-so or I called my mom because my kid's pissing me off. I never call my mom when my kid is pissing. Like none of that's there. I think, I, I, I think there's kind of a, blessing on both sides there i think i think knowing your parents and you know knowing some of their personal history i don't think they could have done it without you probably not they couldn't probably not and you were for them what you wanted for you yeah but you've now become this woman that both kids can rely on a hundred percent yeah yeah it's true you, like like you've become what you wanted 
Yeah. And I think that's more important to like give those two girls that 100% badass mom. Mm-hmm. You know, you learned a lot of lessons young as, as a kid. Yeah. And honestly, I think you're better off for it. Like it sucks looking back in red. Like my childhood sucks looking back in retrospect. Yeah. But man, I don't think I could have handled stuff with Aubrey without all that combined life experience, you know? Yeah. That's probably what helped me be a stepmom too. Cause no. just calm and <laughs> yeah, you going. just weather the storm and yeah. you just do what needs to get done. Yeah. I think that's it's, probably true. Yeah. That's I think point. it's, I think it's a really good thing. Um, one of my tips I wanted to go over was to let them know exactly what to expect when it comes to death of a pet, going to a viewing, how, how the funeral process works, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Go into dumb detail because it could be so terrifying for a kid, right? Like I watch my cartoons and dead bodies come to life yeah. and scare the crap out of people. They just need a kiss. And, it's <laughs> and, and the, the, first time, the first time Aubrey... Um, went to a funeral. It was when Mikkel's great-grandma died. Um, we actually named our dog after her. Her name was Maxine. Aww. Max, for short, and her last name was Powers. Her name was Max Power. That's cool. How dope is that? <laughs> um, it was Aubrey's kind of first funeral, and so I took her aside, and I set her down, because it was a long drive. We drove up to Idaho, and I set her down. I said, okay, this is a funeral. Mm-hmm. Everyone in here is going to be sad. Yeah. Everybody. And everybody in here is going to cry. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if you want to cry too. We're going to walk into the church and we're going to go into a room and it's going to be really quiet. And we're going to sit down on some chairs and you're going to see great grandma, you know, mm-hmm. in her casket. And she's going to be right there. She's not going to move because she's dead. So there's no life in her. Mm-hmm. Once that's done, they're going to close up the casket. And that's the last time anyone's going to see her. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go into the chapel and then people are going to share awesome memories Yeah, and you can cry all you want. You don't mm-hmm. have to cry. After that, we're going to go put her in the ground and then we're done. Yeah. And, and if you're religious, you can go into like now they're with so-and-so and we'll see them later on when we pass. And Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a part in the funeral where she's just bawling like a baby and I'm trying to wipe her tears, and I'm like, I'm like, it's okay, you're okay. And she goes, no, it's not, because everyone's so sad. Mm. I was like, yeah, yeah, but but listen to the stories, because the stories are all good stories. Yeah. So, I mean, go into dumb detail of like everything that's going to happen and how it's going to go. And I asked her probably half a dozen times, do you have any questions about anything that's going on? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to go outside? We can go outside for a little bit. That's good. Um. And dogs and pets don't have that funeral. So having a goodbye ritual when they're a little bit older, like I'd say probably past seven, maybe seven, um, can be really helpful for them to be able to say goodbye or say some nice things about them and kind of have that closure because with pets, you don't have that. Right. Um, Depending on where you are in the world and depending on, you know, how help kind of the death of a pet is handled. Um, I'd say I'd say most people listening to this podcast probably have a vet in their area that they'd take their pet to. Mm-hmm. Um, these, these vets offer services to give you a memorial of your pet. Mm-hmm. And in the time, I know, it, like, even for me, it felt like this is such a scammy, scummy thing to get me to get my 
you know, to get yeah. me to get my fucking credit card out right after my dog. Look, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but do those things. They might cost an extra little bit. Most vets care credit. Care credit's amazing. Just about anyone can qualify. It's a zero percent interest rate for a year. Yeah, that, and actually, if you want to support local artists while while doing this too, instead of just giving the money to the vet, we get our little like paw print stones mm-hmm. from Etsy. Yeah, and it's like this old cute grandma grandpa. I'll have to link them in the show notes. So. If you know that this is coming, right, the passing of a pet, plan this stuff in advance and let your kids know, hey, I think our dog is mm-hmm. getting old and it's going to die and we should do some stuff to help us remember. A paw print and an ink yep. pad on a piece of paper with yep. a frame around it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the vet's going to offer a ton, of, a ton of these services. Yeah. Do the thing that you think is going to be good for you. But my favorite thing is go home and have everyone sit down and write out their experience and their feelings. Because mm. it gives everyone alone time to work through what they just went through and to come back. You don't have to show anybody what you wrote down, but it, like, it jumps you through the process. It's like a time warp because everyone kind of gets what they need in that moment and they can share if they want. They don't have to. But then they have that like, that like, memory etched i don't know i don't yeah I, I think it's great anyways yeah um all right moving on to seven eight nine year olds um this is where the permanence of death really sets in um they try not to personalize death um basically thinking they're not gonna die right mm-hmm. i'm invincible i'm eight i'm dope <laughs> i do soccer i know everything <laughs> right i kick ass at halo <laughs> i'm not gonna die um at this age they might get super curious about death um and they're gonna have tons of questions and this is where again you need to respond very frank Mm -hmm. very direct and if you don't know the answer do not just make some shit up yeah because your kid is going to take that as honest truth yeah so so if you don't have an answer just say i don't know just say hey you know what i don't know but maybe we could look up and look into it yeah all right my next age group is just 10 and 11-year-olds. Um, at this range, they pretty much understand death is natural, inevitable, universal. Um, they, might, they might react um, to death, I mean, just kind of like you and I would. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to bottle it up for a little bit. Yeah. Um, they're going to have their moments where memory's going to come in or they're going to see something just like we would. And mm-hmm. so just be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be there for them, answer their questions. Let them know it's okay. Um, we had to tell Aubrey that her grandma, Judy, had died while on vacation in Hawaii. And Jeez, that's weird. It, yeah, it was, she uh, she almost drowned like, like a decade or 20 years before. And they were back in Hawaii, and she got caught in the surf, and um, she got scared, basically, that she was going to drown. She got out of the water. They were okay. They went to dinner. They went to bed. She had a panic attack, had a heart attack. And Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, because she woke up feeling like she was in the water. Holy crap. And so they think she just had a panic attack, heart attack. Wow, died. that's so, so weird. we were skiing as a family and got a phone call from Aubrey's great-grandpa telling us that, hey, we're in Hawaii, Judy died. And so here we are skiing and... 
we know this thing that Aubrey doesn't. Yeah, that's hard. Don't be the dick parents that are like, hey, come over here. I know we're skiing, but your grandma died. Let's just do some dope tricks. Let's do some dope tricks in the name of... (laughs) You know what I mean? Just Um, wait. We waited till we were home. We waited until the house was quiet and peaceful. Yeah. Ski stuff put away. Everyone showered. We're all calm. And then it was... We pulled her in and I said, very direct, Aubrey, I have really sad news. Mm -hmm. Your great grandma died today and she was in Hawaii with grandpa and she had a heart attack. That's all I said. Do you have any questions? No. Okay. Let me give you a hug. I didn't go into any further detail. I left it at that. Yeah. In the future, if she wants to know more, there's more. But as a little kid, I gave her direct information, simple Mm -hmm. information and nothing extra. Yeah. No, grandma died, but she really, really loved you, and she's gonna miss you. Or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't don't try to make them feel better by making it even more personal. I, I see a lot of parents do that. They're like, oh, just remember all the fun and good times, and all the stuff. That can be so overwhelming to a kid. Yeah. Just very direct. They died. This is how. Do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give let it, them process it. Give it some it. time. Let them yeah. process it. They might come back and be like, how How did they die? And then you can give a little bit more info. But don't dump everything on there. Don't try to like bring up these personal things. Just they're gone. Just remember about all the time you guys spent at the baseball games. Like you wouldn't do that if, if someone's pet died. You'd be like, hey, you're okay. Just remember about all the fun they were. Yeah, it's like, are you trying to make me more sad? Yeah, like, like, what the no. fuck? <laughs> let, me, let me process and do, do my own thing. Yeah. Um, with, with teens, um, sometimes they need to be reminded that it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. We have to tell Aubrey this all the time yeah. and, and other times not at all. It's so weird, but yeah, it's okay to cry Yeah, and it's okay not to. Yeah. Either way, it's how you people deal with it. It's totally very different. Fine. Yeah. Like, like I knew people growing up that nothing sad ever made them cry. But if you did something nice for them, they were in tears for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, just really weird. Yeah. Some weird. I've known people that in the face of death, they just laugh and they can't stop. And they're not laughing because it's funny. Mm-hmm. They're just so awkward, socially awkward. They don't know. Like, like it's weird for people. Some people don't know how to cry. Yeah. And you get in that situation and you feel forced and you're like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to express this. But- yeah, I mean, geez, the biggest thing is just direct information. Let them know you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Follow, follow those those steps for kind of those age groups as kind of a general. I think one thing that I kind of wished from other people is like, which I will do with my kids now that I'm thinking about it, but letting them know that it's okay to talk about that pet or that person in the future. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know if I want to talk about Roxy because I don't want to make someone cry, but like I want to remember her too and talk about the good times we had and not just never talk about them. And that's really hard with humans. Mm -hmm. I feel like you don't know when is okay to bring them up or not. Yeah. That's, that's something that I think, I think Mikkel and I just kind of intuitively were on the same page. I brought it up. So I'd give it kind of a day, and then I would just kind of broadly say, man, I'm feeling really sad about Maddox right now. 
Yeah. Can I have a hug? But like, what about in like four years from now? And you're like, oh, Gam Gam would have loved this thing, oh, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, she's totally fine. And so, yeah, we talk about Maddox all the time. We talk yeah. about Gigi, my grandma that recently died, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, I, th- I think the biggest thing we preach on this, preach on this podcast is just communication. Yeah. Just treating your kids like they're real people. Yeah, and that all feelings are okay. Yeah. Well, like Finley processing anger, she, as she was screaming at me that she didn't want me to buckle her in her car seat, um, she was screaming it over and over, like (laughs) top of her lungs. And I was like, you need to stop yelling at me right now. And she's like, if I'm mad, I can yell as much as I want. And I said, that's true. You can scream out your anger. That's totally fine, but you do not scream at me. Yeah. When you're yelling at me saying, you blah, 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 that's not okay. If you're just screaming, ah, I'm frustrated. Yeah. Scream away. Yeah. But don't scream at me. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to have to have that right time, right place talk. Yeah. This is not the right time. Like in the parking the right lot place. of Taekwondo with yep. everyone staring at us, yep. wondering if I'm kidnapping When her. we get home, if you would like to scream, you can <laughs> scream because home is safe. Or when we're driving home, can mm-hmm. scream. Yeah, you're fine. Roll down yeah. your window. Yeah. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope these tips help. Um, and these aren't the end all be all. Um, the big overarching tip is just listen to your kids. Yeah. Just listen to them and be there. And here's a little trick for most kids. You can say, I don't know how you want me to support you. Tell me what you need from me. Yeah, even grownups. Yeah. Even grownups. Some That's people would be like, I just kind of want to talk about what I'm feeling. I just want feeling, a hug. Or I just want to spend a day and not mention it at all. Yeah. But almost, I mean, if your kid can talk, I mean, yeah, they're going to give you a hug. They're going to want that physical mm-hmm. comfort. But Yeah. 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 If you have any like funny stories about this where you like totally <laughs> fucked up this situation or anything like that, please send them to us because we could use it. Yep. Hello at unqualifiedparenting.com. Yep. Well, do you have a good best tomorrow's Friday? <laughs> I wish tomorrow's Friday. Good best. Wait. Best. Yeah. Busted. Best, worst, and what's next? Yes. What was your best of the last month? (laughs) Probably that I've still, like, when I've needed something, I've just said it instead of, like, oh, man, I'm really frustrated that I'm having to do this laundry by myself. Like, no, I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. So. Yeah. um, Which is hard, but I've still been doing it. Mikkel is learning. (laughs) <laughs> she's learning that she can say hey can you help with this real quick and be like yeah yeah and usually like they're so nice about it um my worst is that i i can't help but take it personal when my daughter's screaming <laughs> at me especially when she says i just love daddy now yeah well not you see i think you're reading between the lines in that one a little bit <laughs> Um, so like there, I've cried many times the last couple weeks, like when she leaves the room just cause she's so fucking mean. It's, I don't think it's to be mean. I think it's just to manipulate. 
Probably. And I know I pick her up most of the time, so I'm sure her saying, like, I only love daddy, so I only want him to pick me up is because, like, it's so exciting when daddy right. does. Because it's, it's unexpected. Yeah. You know? It's and new. Your old news. You hag. Yeah. That's what it feels like. So <laughs> just trying to not take it personal is my worst. And then my what next is whatever she growth she's going through like i just need to let her like vent or say whatever and just like let it roll off my back and try to work on what's appropriate and what's not appropriate instead of focusing on how fucking mean she is i know (laughs) i just got one of those like like you know like my like fun punishments where it's like totally weird but like somehow it works kind of like like aubrey getting grounded for lying and then me telling her there's ice cream in the freezer and to grab a spoon (laughs) but there wasn't actually ice cream there was no ice cream when she came back i said it sucks to be lied to you've got 15 (laughs) minutes in timeout (laughs) like like i'm trying to put myself in your shoes and i think what i do is i think i'd just record these little outbursts (laughs) and when they're like doing that back i'll just play a video of themselves to themselves (laughs) just be like this is you right now <laughs> you're an asshole and then if that didn't work i just create like an instagram account and just try to monetize <laughs> that shit yeah she she probably could have her own little tiktok and be making some money co- with her attitude just at mini karen <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> uh she's yeah she is funny yeah yeah she cracks me up my best worst yep next time um my best is even though we're going through this crazy thing called teenagers which there are two times in a child's life where people are like oh you better watch out when they're two and when they're a teenager yeah honestly the age of like three to eleven i would say three and teenager Easy. Three to 11, easy. I'll do that again in a heartbeat <laughs> over teenager. Um, even though everything we're going through with Aubrey, being able to see in the background that she was able to recognize that she had a problem. Yeah, that's impressive. And the problem was internal. Yeah. And she went and talked to a counselor. She got mm-hmm. a pamphlet. She downloaded it up. She talked to someone. And by the time we had become aware of the situation it had been a month yeah that's really good yeah like like in all that scariness Mm -hmm. like that's fucking awesome yeah that's what you need to survive as an adult and that tells me that like wow in the future like like we've made mental health so much not an issue in our house that she can say wow this isn't okay with me and she went about it the best way she could yeah and that was, you know, she, she doesn't, she doesn't like to burden us as parents. Like anytime she has a migraine, she apologizes constantly, <laughs> you know? And so she didn't want to burden us and she was afraid she was going to get in trouble. But mm. just knowing that she was mature enough to like look for an answer yeah. and look for help. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, the what next is um, we're as a family, we're doing really good. So we're just going to try to try to keep that momentum going. Good. We're uh we're all like communicating really good. 
we're solving our problems really good. Like we've got kind of a good homeostasis. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the what next? I thought that was your what next, but you skipped the worst. Oh, the worst. Um, I would say the worst. So Mikhail told me what was going on with Aubrey in the morning. I was at work. Mm-hmm. And she was home when Aubrey was home. And I, I was in a meeting with my boss, and I kind of told him what was going on. And he's like, do you need to go home? And I said, no. Because I just started this job. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, go to your home. See you later, boss. <laughs> then I was like, you know what? Nothing nothing is happening now. Yeah. And as I worked throughout the day, I found that I went through like the whole process of like being fucking mad to, you know, being scared to being sad. Like yeah. by the time I got home, I had already worked through it. That's good. That when it came time to talk to Aubrey, all my anger was gone. Everything else was gone. Yeah. So like the worst was like, like having to feel that panic, but then knowing that by just stepping back, taking a moment, like we approached it in a way that like, we got a really good vibe in our house right now. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's good. Yeah. Um, if you have any tips, concerns, Funny stories about death. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. You can send them to us at... Hello, unqualifiedparenting.com. Like, subscribe. At unqualifiedparenting yeah. for Instagram. Mainly Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Well, that does it for us, folks. Good luck. And you have survived another fortnight of parenting. Bye. Unqualified Parenting is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Jennifer Jones and Cody Reese, with special thanks to our families and listeners for making each episode possible.